Hello, children. Today, we're going to hear a beautiful story by the Tzaddik of Melech of Lizhensk. Rabbi Melech of Lizhensk, in his younger years, used to go into Golos. Golos means he used to go from city to city dressed like a poor man with torn clothes and torn shoes. And he would go from town to town and stay in a little room next to the shul. It was called the Hekdesh. The Hekdesh was a small room which all these communities, every city used to have near the shul, a little room where all the beggars and poor people who traveled through the city didn't have where to stay, didn't have a home, didn't have where to stay. They couldn't afford to rent a room in a hotel. So they would stay for free in that little Hekdesh. It's called a little Hekdesh, a little place, a little room next to the shul. And the, the shul would bring them some food. And that's where they would stay until they, uh, you know, travel to the next city. And the next city and so on, they would stay in these little rooms together, all the beggars together. Yeah, but the Melech would stay in those little rooms and he would go from city to city and <clears throat> live off the little food that they gave them, which wasn't a lot of food. And the reason he did this is because he, he didn't want people to give him covet and honor because of how great he is. And at that time, people didn't know so much about him. He wasn't so famous all over the world. So he could easily hide as a poor person, and nobody treated him like a simple beggar. <clears throat> and this would hopefully refine him. Since these tzaddikim would do this because they wanted to refine themselves, make themselves more pure, more halic, more holy, and so they could get closer to Hashem. The story is Rabbi Melech arrived once in a city called Zarnafce, it's a city in Poland, and he decided to do something unusual. He decided to find the house of the leader of the community. The leader was not the Rav, it was the Rav. The leader is like the president. He had a lot of money and he was in charge of everything. He took care of everything. He made sure that everybody did the right thing and the Rav and the Shamash and the Sheikhet. He was like a, a very important person. And usually when a Rav came to town, you'd go to the president and you'd tell him, I'm the Rav so-and-so from this and this city, and I'm happy to give a drosha, a speech for the whole community. And the president would say, okay, what's your name, where you're from? And, and, and he would say, okay, we'll pay you so much money if you give a speech for the whole community. And this Rav would give a speech and he would teach a lot of Torah and inspire people, make people very excited about being um, Jewish, about learning and davening and doing mitzvahs, and people would pay him money, so they would get everybody excited about davening and learning. Rabbi Limelech stands by the door of the president and says, I, I'm a Rav, I, I'd like to give a speech. The president takes a look at this man who's standing in front of him, he sees like a poor man with tattered clothes, his hat is totally torn and bent out of shape, and his shoes are torn. He says to him, no, you, you, you can't give a speech. You're not a rav. Look, look at you. You're just a poor beggar. A simple person. And he was about to close the door, and then the son of this president, who was inside the house, came jumping. He says, no, 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 don't close the door. Look at him. This poor man. He, 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 
probably needs money. Why don't you let him give a speech? Let him give a speech, and then we'll give him people. We'll give him some money, and 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 this way he'll have money to live. The father says to the son, "No, no, 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 no. We can't have it. It's going to be embarrassment. This poor, simple beggar is going to start giving a drosha like a rov. What is this? We not can't do this." So the son started begging him, "No, but I feel sorry for him. Look at him. He needs." He needs help. Maybe he can say something nice. We never know. Maybe he'll say something nice and then people will have, feel sorry for him. And they'll give him money and then he'll, he'll have money to live, money to eat. When the president heard his son begging him like this, he said, okay, you know what? Listen, you can give a speech in the show and one speech you can give. And they send out an announcement to the whole city that between Mincha and Mairev there is a guest that will give a speech from the Bima. He will be on top of the Bima in the shul and everybody can come and hear his speech. As it came between Mincha and Mairev, the entire community, everybody, hundreds of people came to the shul to hear who is this guest, Rav. They thought some very big, important guest with a big hat and a long white beard and long beard and payas and, 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 and looks very important and very learned, he's going to go up on the bima and give a speech. But then they see this, this poor beggar with, with, with a beard and payas, with a hat that's totally bent out of shape and dirty, and his clothes are torn and his shoes are torn, and, and, and he's going to be the rough, going to give a speech. But... They, everybody kept quiet and they were respectful and they waited to hear what he had to say. As he's standing there on the beam, he doesn't say a word. He just stands there and just looks around, looks to the right, looks to the left, and looks to the front and doesn't say a word. After he finished looking around the whole show, um... He started going with his nose like this, like he's smelling something. Like, hmm, makes like a face, like he's smelling something bad. And he's still not saying a thing. He's just like making a face, like something, he, he smells something very bad and he, he, he's looking around where it's coming from. Now the people started getting very impatient. People started saying, you know what? He's making fun of us. What is he? He's a, he's a rov, he's giving a speech. Look at him, he's this poor, simple man, and he's with tattered clothes, and why is he standing there and doesn't say a word? We all came to hear some words of Torah, and he's not saying anything. And people started going over to the beam to take him down and say, hey, get, get off the beam and go away, you. But as they were approaching him, he started saying, he says, my dear Jewish people, I want to tell you something. I smell a terrible, awful smell from tray food. The whole city is filled with a smell of tray food. That's all he said, because as soon as he said that, some people from the community went up to the beamer and they were ready to pick him up and beat him up, say, why are you embarrassing us, saying that this city is smells of tray food? But he, they saw when people were coming close to him to grab him, he fled, ran off the bima and ran quickly to the entrance of the shul and fled outside and started running and running 
But the people that were inside started running after him. And they started chasing, and Rabbi Limelech is running and running as fast as he can. And everybody, the men, the children, everybody was running after Rabbi Limelech, trying to catch him. How dare he say such a terrible thing about the city that it smells from trafe animals and trafe food. Many, many people were running after him. And Rabbi Limelech jumped over fences and over this and over walls and he kept jumping and going from one place to the other till he came to a courtyard and there was a fence, he jumped over the fence and went into the backyard of one of the butchers in the city. His name was Yankel. And he ran to the backyard and everybody followed him. People jumped over the fence to catch up with Rebbelech, to catch this guy who embarrassed the whole community. And Rebbelech stops in the backyard. And everybody there catches up to him, but then they all freeze. They can't move. They see suddenly a terrible sight. What do they see? They see Yankel himself in the backyard hiding in a bush with a big gigantic axe and dozens of chickens and he's chopping off their heads. And of course he's not telling anybody that he chopped off their heads. And then he takes those chickens, those dead chickens, and he sells them in his butcher store as kosher meat. But you know, Kindalech, that in order to make a chicken kosher, in a shoichet needs to shecht it the proper way, the way the Torah tells us to do it. Can't just chop off the head of a chicken. Those chickens are treif. She give it away to a guy. A Jew is not supposed to eat it. That's treif. But Yankel apparently used to do this for a long time and nobody knew. He would chop off their heads in the backyard and then take the chickens to the store and he would still say, yeah, this is kosher chicken. It was shechted by the sheikh. But nobody knew that he actually just did it himself and didn't shecht it properly. People were shocked. And now everybody understood that there was actually tray food in the city. And that for a number of maybe months or years, people kept eating non-kosher chickens and they didn't even know. So people suddenly realized that Rabbi Limelech, this poor man, they thought was just a simple person who was very strange. He stands there and doesn't say a word and smells in the shul and he says that, mm, I smell treif, that he's actually, it must be a tzaddik, because how did he know? He had Ruach HaKedosh. So, um, of course, people first grabbed the, 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 the butcher and they took him to the Besdin. And of course, they gave him a punishment for doing this terrible thing that so many Jews ate tray food, tray chicken because of him. In the meantime, Rabbi Lamela didn't want people to catch him and say, oh, you're a tzaddik and they're going to give him honor. So he ran away. He started running and running and running. And he ran outside the city. Suddenly, as he runs outside the city, he hears the voice of a young boy who cries behind him and says, stop, Jews, stop, stop. 
Nobody's running after you. People stop running after you. They stop chasing after you. Stay, stand still and rest up for a minute. I want to talk to you. This boy was the son of the president who convinced his father when his father refused to let Rabbi Melech speak, you remember? This boy said to his father, no, please let him speak and he'll make some money. People will give him some money. We'll help him a little bit. This was this boy. <clears throat> he um, he was very, felt very sorry for Rabbi Melech because he saw that he ran away. People were chasing after him. And they didn't pay him. So he went, ran after Rabbi Melech and said to him, please stop. And Rabbi Melech stopped. And Rabbi Melech was very impressed with his boy, that his boy was so sensitive to him. He tried to help him. And the boy said to Rabbi Melech, I want to pay you f- the fee that we need to give you for your speech. And... Rabbi Melech says to him, but you're just a young boy, how can you pay? So he said, well, I think we should pay you because what's, it's not your fault that the people didn't listen to you and that you couldn't give your speech. And look, you saved the whole city from tray food. And the boy took out money from his pocket and gave him the money for the speech. He says, this is the amount of money that we give to every Rav that comes and gives a speech, and this is for you. And the Rabbi Melech says, no, I can't take the money. This is, you need, this is your father's money. You can't just take your father's money and give it away. And the boy says, no, 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 my father gives me every week a certain allowance, and I, I save that money, and this money is for me. It's for me, it's my money, so I'm paying you with my money. But Melech saw this, he was very impressed. He said to the boy, what can I give you a bracha? I want to give you a bracha for something. Whatever you want. So Rabbi Melech, the boy says, Rabbi, whatever you want to bless me, give me a bracha on anything. Rabbi Melech puts his hands on the head of the boy and says, May Hashem help that one day our children, our grandchildren, will marry each other, will become mechotanim. And then that's how he left. Many years passed by, decades, decades, tens and tens of years passed by. And there was a big wedding in the city of Zarnafza. It was a wedding between a very wealthy Jew and a very respected Jew and a grandson of Rabbi Melech of Lezhensk. And there were many tzaddikim, rebbes that came from all over Poland to participate in this very special wedding. It seems like Rabbi Melech was not alive anymore. He was already passed on. He was nostalgic. But these tzaddikim that came were talking amongst each other. How come that a grandson of Rabbi Melech would marry the daughter of just a, you know, a businessman? Normally, the son of a great rebbe tzaddik or rov marries the daughter of another rov and another rebbe tzaddik. Everybody was wondering, how did that happen? That this just businessman, he's, not, he's a nice man, and he's a, a Talmud Chochem, but he's not a Rebbe or a Tzadik or a Rav. How come that he married, that he had this chos, that his daughter would, ma- daughter would marry, none other than the grandson of Rabbi Lamelech himself? So one of the Tzadikim was the Apta Rav. 
and he called over this, this, this the father of the Kala, and he said to her, tell me, <coughs> Rabbi Avner, his name was Avner, tell us what you did so special to deserve such a schus that your daughter would marry such a holy, holy uh, tzaddik. The, the son of such a holy tzaddik. And he said, well, well, he said, I gave tzedakah and I helped a lot of people. And they said, no, 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 that's not enough. There must be something else. And he started thinking and thinking. And finally he said, well, when I was a little boy, there's a poor man who came to the city and my father was the president of the city and he was a very strange person. He was very poor. He wanted to give a drush, and he gave a drush in the shul, but he said strange things that the whole city is full of a smell of tray food, and nobody understood what he was saying. And then he started running away because people wanted to catch him and, and punish him for saying such terrible things. And then he ran all the way to the butcher's backyard, and we all saw what happened, that the butcher was actually killing the chickens, not shechting them, and he caused so many people to eat treif. And he ran away again, this poor man. And I caught him on the way, and I asked him, stop, stop, and I paid him. I don't know his name. I don't know who he is, because he never told me his name, but I can say that he gave me a bracha that we should be mukhotanim. That means our children, our grandchildren will get married to each other. So when the Aptor of heard this, he says, ah, that poor man was a Belimelech of Lizhensk. And his bracha was now fulfilled. <laughs>